startup group from Sydney, Australia, most popularly known as Config Consulting, as he shares with us his remarkable insights on the valuable importance of the consulting services of this particular group of seasoned professionals well as its significant relevance to our digital economy. So let's get started. Thank you for listening to Fin Circle and welcome to our podcast. Consulting firms worldwide have a lot to contend with over the last few years with the global pandemic and resulting great resignation plus widespread supply chain disruption as well as challenges on technology and system configuration rollout. Maintaining growth and profitability and sustaining it during this period wasn't easy. But some consulting firms succeeded somehow. But the question is, how did they manage to do it? The McKinsey Group surveyed 455 consulting firms across the globe to understand the most pressing challenges they're facing 
and the strategies they're using to mitigate them. As part of the surveys, participants were asked what challenges they're expecting to face over the next three to five years. And here are some of the most prevalent ones. Number one, unpredictability in the marketplace. Perhaps unsurprisingly, given the global disruption of the past few years, unpredictability in the marketplace came out on top with 40.2% of respondents, naming it as a key challenge. However, this is lower than last year's survey, where 48.9% of participants said the same thing. This finding could show that global disruption has become the new normal. We know there isn't the same level of certainty as there was five years ago. So now, we're learning to become more adaptable and quicker to recognize change and react accordingly. Number two, shortage and tap talent. Of the several challenges highlighted in the survey conducted by McKinsey, only one had seen an increase in prevalence compared to last year. And this is basically the shortage in tap talent. This increase from being seen as a key challenge by 32.4% of respondents in 2021 to 34.2% in 2022 respectively. Although this is only a small increase, it does reflect a key trend. And this is the great resignation. Consequently, this has left a gap in the talent pool for consulting firms. And these firms need to attract and retain new employees for younger generations as their workforce ages and current employees approach retirement. Number three, clients desire for customization and flexibility. While consulting firms are looking for ways to increase efficiency by focusing on areas such as automation and artificial intelligence, clients are voicing concerns about getting maximum value from the services that they pay for. Clients don't want cookie-cutter solutions as they say it, but they want an approach that is unique to their business and situation. They want to be sure that the results are getting don't suffer due to their consulting firm's desire to maximize profits. This is changing the way that they purchase services. For example, more focus on value-added pricing. And as a result, 32.7% of respondents see this as a top challenge over the next three to five years. Well, as well as looking for the challenges of the future, participants were also asked what trends and topics would benefit their firms to learn more about in the coming year. The top two answers are 32.8 and 32.6 respectively, where workflow and process automation 
as well as big data and analytics, which we have discussed in the past few episodes. To get to the most of digitalization, it's vital to first make sure we understand the current processes and the areas that could somehow benefit from automations the most. And increasing the amount of automation in the firm will only improve everyday task efficiency, remove or minimize manual error, as well as free the resources to focus on adding strategic value to the business. Beyond digitalization, McKinsey Group discussed some of the key challenges raised by the survey, including how companies must make the best use of their top talent to stay competitive and grow. Digital and automation is not the only answer according to McKinsey Group. It's a definite foundation. It will help demand generation and will certainly help managing costs and simplifying processes. But consulting is all about value we deliver from the people and thought leadership. I think it's really around freeing up the people who are delivering the work and who are out those engaging with clients. A lot of the work in pipeline does come through those strong personal trusted relationships to be able to give people the time to build and retain those very important for the pipeline. It's all about knowing what you're really good at so that you don't try to be all the things to all people. Clients are looking for somebody specific. They want the people to know their industry. They want the people to know their process work. But also to sage advice about what will be appropriate to explore and to improve the businesses. In today's podcast episode, we'll be talking to a very promising startup company, most widely known as Config Consulting from Sydney, Australia, together with its founder and lead consultant, Matthew Hartley, as he explains to us the recent developments of the Treasury Management System Implementation Business Consulting in Australia and its significant importance to our digital economy. It's a great privilege to have you again, Matthew, and welcome back to FinCircle. Thanks, mate. It's it's great to be back. It's uh, It's been a while, um, and it's good to see you again as usual. Thank you for joining us today, Matt. And let's probably start by describing the recent developments on the Treasury Management System implementation consulting business, specifically in Australia, as well as its opportunities and challenges of the industry in the overall scheme of things. Well, the, the majority of treasury consulting companies in Australia, like the PwCs, the Deloitte's, the KPMG's, all the way down to the smaller firms, all of which are excellent at advising on treasury-related matters and treasuries, whether it be from a selection process to how to structure a business's uh, debt portfolio. I've dealt with many of these firms and I found them thorough and excellent to deal with. They've been an absolute joy to deal with not just on an advisory level, but also at an audit level. These consulting firms mainly deal with treasury advisory and and really not what my consulting firm is providing. I understand, Matt, that uh, you initiated a new up-and-coming startup company in Sydney. Hence, what are your main influences and motivation in starting this particular initiative? That's right, mate. Um, the, co- the company's called Config Consulting. Um, Really catchy, isn't it? Um, I've been implementing treasury management systems um, 
FIS Quantum, FIS Integrity, IONS, City Financials, as well as securitization and leasing software for oh, nearly 30 years. Uh, and I've come across the same issue at almost every project I've been working on. And that is the issue regarding resourcing in the business. Now, at the outset of, a, uh, of an implementation like the scoping exercise, uh, for example, resources are needed to be identified on the business side to ensure that the project timeframe can be met. This has a flow on effect to the budget. What I'm saying here is during the implementation, resource, resourcing changes, uh, whether the resource is transferred out of the business, uh, whether the resource chooses to leave the organization or simply the, the BAU gets in the way of the implementation. Whatever the reason, a lack of resources on the business side always sees the implementation time go out of control and the budget seems to blow out. Whatever happens, it's not good for the bottom line for the business. What we're providing is a solution to fill the resource gap in the organization's uh, implementation, whether it be from the pre-implementation requirements um, and the, re the gathering of the requirements, stakeholder engagement, uh, RFP, and vendor selection, uh, all the way through to the implementation itself, project management, vendor relationship, and support. This can be done either face-to-face on-site, internationally or domestically, or remotely, as since COVID, we've literally completed dozens of implementations remotely. There are several companies in Australia, Matt, that somehow provides similar services to what you offer. Thus, what are the main differences that you can highlight as compared to your adversaries? Yes, there are, um, uh, but they are more on the advisory side. Um, the treasury advisory side, whether they're what they're offering is providing a service um, to be an advisory or an auditor. But what we're offering is a service to plug a resource gap in the implementation itself from the start to the finish, ensuring not only customer satisfaction, but customer success at the end of the day. The treasury management system or other financial system uh, that uh, they might be implementing is the customers to own. So what we do is we encourage the customer, uh, the organization to work with us to actually own that. And the sense of success is incredible. And we also don't walk away after the job's done. If the business requires us to support them in any way after go live, we have their backs. I've known you for so many years, Matt. And given your high level of competency and significant years of engagement on the Treasury financial implementation, what are your relevant takeaways from these remarkable experiences? I've loved my time over the years uh, implementing Treasury financial um, systems and other software implementations, as well as my time in Treasury. I've met wonderful people and I've made friends out of many of them. Many of them I still keep in contact with. You, for example, we've known each other now for nearly 15 years. I've learned much from working with these clients and software vendors. I've learned skills that I've passed on to those uh, willing to listen. Um, these are people that I've mentored over the years. The skills are, that I've, I've essentially passed on to these, these young, young kids, I call them these days, is patience. You, you must have patience when you're uh, uh, doing an implementation, whether it's on the 
client side or the vendor side. You must have patience. The second is listening. Um, you can't uh, successfully implement a financial software, whether it be treasury or other, without listening to what the client wants. At the end of the day, whatever the client wants, they will get. The next one is analyzing. Um, as, as a consultant, especially, you need to analyze the situation. You need to analyze, okay, what exactly is the client after? And can the software actually provide that solution for them? The next one is respect. Um, I've, I've come across many clients that are actually quite afraid to talk to you about what exactly they want. And I don't know if it's um, due to the, you know, they don't feel as though they have the respect of the consultant or, or whatever, but respect is in very important. And these really are lifelong lessons and they're lessons that I've passed on, for example, to my children who are adults themselves now, one of which is studying criminology. Regarding my implementations, I take away from them how to keep things simple and easy to understand. What I mean by this is that when configuring a software, one, configure, one can configure it so it has all the bells and whistles, which yeah, uh, it, it does the job, but what if the underlying job fails uh, because of whatever reason? And it takes an age to sort to actually sort it out and source the problem and apply a fix. The bells aren't ringing and the whistles aren't whistling then. Now, I could figure a system so that if an issue arises, the problem is quickly identified and a solution also uh, quickly applied. This minimizes downtime. That's a very good point, uh, Matt. It might be too premature to assume, but is there an initial plan for your new startup company in expanding outside Australia, for instance, given the right opportunity? Mate, that's a, that's a very good question. Um, most definitely is, is my answer. Um, I've already begun working with two consulting firms uh, in North America. Um, they're Sassy Business Consulting, run by a, a, an absolutely wonderful uh, young lady called Tracy Knight. Uh, many of your listeners might actually know Tracy. She um, worked for Reval. Um, and a, a, also a young man called Calvin Pipping. Uh, he runs a consulting firm called uh, Rays or Rise Consulting. Um, and uh, these are two great consultants that are experts, and I say that, experts, in implementing treasury management systems. Tracy has infinite knowledge of the Reval treasury management system, um, software as a service, and she also specializes in requirements gathering, stakeholder management, RFP, and the selection process of SAS treasury management systems. Calvin, he's amazing. He knows G Treasury and Kyreba back to front and inside out and upside down and specializes in support and vendor relationships. He's, he's actually, um, they're both very, very impressive young people. Not only are they experts using these softwares, they're also great people and their firms share my firm, my firm's view on the solutions that we provide. After this podcast, I'll provide you and your followers with their website addresses. With SAS, well, SASE, it's S-A-A-S, Software as a Service, Dash Y, Business Consulting and Rise Consulting in North America, I plan on investing a great deal of time and effort in Europe and the Asia-Pacific region. 
I've done many treasury implementations in the UK, the Netherlands, Singapore, Hong Kong, Manila, New Zealand, and all the capital cities in Australia. The economies of scale and market share math are obviously an important factor in any starting companies. This, what are your strategic approach in managing these underlying challenges? Managing uh, an organization's costs, especially in any software imp implementation, is critical. And I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. Not only to uh, the organization's bottom line, but also to the success of the implementation itself. Ensuring the implementation has the resources it needs to make the implementation a success. By definition, the level of production provided in the implementation will see money and expenses saved. This is where we can assist and make certain time and money are not wasted. Regarding market share, I firmly believe that we are in a very specialised market and whether it be treasury advisory or in our case, providing a resource solution for any implementation. Regardless, our prime objective needs to be the satisfaction and success of our customer and in relating to one another to achieve this will only benefit all concerned. Mergers and acquisitions are inevitable regardless of the company's size and profitability. Hence, what are your thoughts on this probability? Uh, mergers and acquisitions. Um, I've been on both sides of the fence when it has come to these. When I was a young accountant, I used to think, wow, it must be cool to be part of all of that due diligence and what they would uncover. Then, when my company or when the company I worked for at the time was subject to a merger, my position was made redundant and I felt useless as I was the main provider uh, to my young family at the time. So to any members of your audience who has experienced this, I know your pain. My boss at the time said to me not to worry. If a company wishes to acquire you or merge with you, it must be because you've done something good that they want. I still feel that way. I haven't given it too much thought, to be honest, because we're literally a startup, um, but if the offer is there to acquire us or merge with us, it must be because our people have added value and have provided an excellent solution or product. But one thing I will make certain is that the people that work for me will be well looked after because I've been in the situation where um, I, I wouldn't say I've been let down, but certainly uh, because of the redundancy, uh, my family and I have struggled and I don't want that to happen to anybody. How do you foresee the future of the Treasury System Implementation Business Consulting in Australia? And what should be our realistic expectations on this regard? Mate, I'd like to think of myself as an optimist. Uh, I think the future is looking on the up and up. Um, with all that's going on in the world today, it's it, it gives us every opportunity to be sad. But I'd like to think that things are looking a little brighter. Um, I always look for that bright spark, that light at the end of the tunnel. We all have an opportunity to add value to each other, to our businesses and to the economy and to the countries that we live in at large. Financial markets come and go with their ups and downs, and so do we. I'd like to see people working together across the world, and for us, see us working together for a common solution in the Treasury Consulting Arena. It's a specialised arena. And much is at stake and not to be taken lightly or for granted. 
That's why we can make a difference. For Confit Consulting, we'd like to see our firm grow from strength to strength, obviously, and have a presence in the four corners of the globe, working with firms like Tracy's and Calvin's, ensuring organisations achieve their goals and objectives. Given your wealth of experience on this field, uh, Matt, any word of advice that uh, you can give on those startup groups with similar endeavours or struggling somehow with regards to this subject matter? Words of advice. Uh, I'm not Yoda, mate, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll certainly uh, provide what, what, what motivated me. Never give up. Um, yes, there are other consulting firms, but look for that gap. Look for that little gap that you think that you can uh, fill. And that's what I did. I found the gap and I'm looking to fill that. My words of advice also is for firms that are going through issues with an implementation as well is not don't panic. Just keep calm. We're here to help you. If you find your implementation project is getting out of control and you're having resource issues, then reach out. We can have a chat and we can help you get back on track and make success, make success of your project. Software implementations really can be the finest moment upon completion uh, uh, upon completion with your company. The feeling of a successful job well done, not to mention the go live party, uh, the celebrations can be amazing. We are committed to assisting all organisations in achieving this. Very well said. Are there any initiatives that you're working on, Matt, that you would like to share with our podcast listening audience, particularly with our North America listeners, which could be your potential client in the future? And most importantly, what are the easiest way of uh, reaching out or contacting you? Sure, mate. Um, yeah, I, uh, in, in short, I do. I, I have an, an old recruiter friend of mine uh, that has offered to help me with the advertising of uh, Config Consulting uh, on LinkedIn um, and the posting uh, as well. Uh, he's fantastic. He, he does many posts um, and yourself uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, talk to your listeners um, and your listening audience has just been an absolute privilege. So I thank you very much for that, mate. I really do. With the relationships I have with the two North American consulting firms of Sassy Business Consulting and Rice Consulting, we are planning on setting up some webinars to introduce ourselves. And I'm hoping that um, many of your audience members would like to join us. Um, if you would like to join us, um, please visit our websites. They are www.configconsultingalloneword.com.au www.sassybc.com, www.rise-consulting.com, that is R-E-I-S-E-consulting.com. And by all means, please reach out to us uh, to, uh, using our email addresses um, at Config Consulting. It is contact at configconsulting.com.au. At uh, Sassy Business Consulting, it is Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y, at sassybc.com. At Rise Consulting, it is C Pipping, P-I-P-P-I-N-G, at rise-consulting.com. Please don't hesitate to reach out to either of us. We're only too happy to have a chat. 
um, and to assist you uh, with the services that we provide. Um, what I'd like to do, Edgar, is uh, provide uh, the um, uh, these websites and email addresses to you, um, along with their logos, with our logos, so you could put on your um, website, please. Certainly, Matt. Thanks so much again, uh, Matthew, for sharing us your valuable insights on the Treasury Management System implementation, business consulting in Australia, and its critical importance to our digital economy. We wish you all the best and great success in the future. Thank you, mate. Um, I, I, again, thank you very much for this um, uh, opportunity. Um, it's been an absolute privilege and a joy to talk to you as always. And, and I wish you, your family, and your listening audience and their families a very Merry Christmas, uh, safe holidays, and a great 2024. And I look forward to meeting as many of your audience as I can uh, in, in the near future. Thanks so much, mate, and happy holidays to everyone there in Sydney and uh, hope to visit you soon. Sincere appreciation to Mr. Matthew Hartley on sharing us his remarkable perspective on the Treasury Management System Implementation Business Consulting and its relevance to our digital economy. We would like to hear from you. Share us your thoughts regarding our topics and send us a message on the Anchor Voice message box. Your message could end up on our future podcast episode. Make sure you never miss any episodes of FinCircle by clicking the subscribe button or follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, Audible, Overcast, TuneIn, Stitcher, Anchor.fm, and affiliated podcast platforms. You can also reach us on our website at fincircle.wordpress.com and our Facebook page at Fincircle Podcast. This concludes our podcast episode today. Thank you for listening on Fencer Club.
this Ed Angeles. Let's catch up again soon.